Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Sometimes we need to learn things the hard way. It often takes suffering for us to realize something we should have known all along. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that when our world is shaken up and you don't know what to believe anymore, turn to Christ and His Word, the only truth that isn't clouded by opinions and emotions. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 9th, 2022. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I find that interesting. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Listen, I can be up here taking my life into my own hands, quite literally I might add and do updates like this, and present evidence like this, every day, all day, every night, all night. But it's the Holy Spirit that guides us all into the truth. Listen, I, if I could be so candid and share with you that I've been in reliving 9-11, been more than one occasion where I've just had <clears throat> to walk away, just have a good cry. I always feel good after a good cry, you know. You know how that is? All of the people that died. I remember my uncle saying to me one time, he was uh, from Iraq. He married, uh, his wife was from uh, Iraq. They lived in Baghdad for many, many years. And then immigrated to America, and he told me one day, he said, Wahid, I, uh, America is killing the Iraqi people. And at first I was talking about cognitive dissonance. You know, We're fighting for freedom! But a lot of these Iraqis, this is just Iraq. I mean, you've got Afghanistan, you got all of these... These are people that Jesus died for, by the way. And um, I don't mean to be mean when I say this, but Jesus loves them as much as He loves you and me. 
You can find the statistics on your own. It's literally millions of people in the Middle East. But just reliving the events of that day and just the trauma, I've actually had to ask the Lord to kind of protect my heart. It's so disturbing, it's so troubling, it's so hard to hear and hard to bear. But (laughs) it can also be that which leads me to the truth about this evil and fallen world, not our home. Isn't it true that it's when our hearts are troubled, knowing that we've been deceived, that we're propelled to the truth, Jesus, in whom we've believed? That's the effect that it had on me. I got physically sick too. And for those of you who know me, I'm, I'm a crier. Paul cried a lot. Oh, by the way, Jesus cried too, so I'm just being like Jesus. So, but I'll be the first to admit, I mean, I've wept so over this and still do. The Lord directed me to John 14, settles my heart, ministers to my heart, comforts my heart. You know it well. Spoiler alert, it's about the rapture. which is why it's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, along with all the other verses in all the Bible. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Wait, where are you am, that I'm going to be also? Your father's house? Yeah. Wait, you're taking me out of here? When? (laughs) You're taking me there? To where you are? In your father's house where there are many mansions? Yeah. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, a bridal chamber. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Now Thomas, verse 5, and this poor guy, I think there's going to be a very long line in heaven of people apologizing to this guy. I think that the line will be almost as big as the line of people apologizing to Peter. But anyway, I think it gets a lot of bad press. Jesus loved Thomas, and Thomas was a thinker, I think, very analytical. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how we can know the way. Notice Jesus' response. Actually, conspicuously absent from his response is any rebuke, like, come on, Thomas, what's the matter with you? No. And never imagine a harsh tone coming from the Savior. Even when he would say to the disciples, oh, ye of little faith, never imagine that there was a disgust or a disdain in his voice. No, it was a compassion and a love. Jesus said to him, you'll forgive me, but it's kind of like, Thomas, I am the way, 
the truth, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, I wonder if Thomas just embraced the Savior. Well, let me try to wrap it up. Think about this. Is this not how it's going to be for Israel as a nation, coming to salvation in the seven-year tribulation? Is it not true that it will be the deception in the lie of the Antichrist that brings them to a saving knowledge of their true Christ? It serves as the catalyst. When they realize they've been deceived by the lie of the Antichrist, they will come to the truth, Jesus Christ. And I'll take it one step further, and we're almost done, and I appreciate your patience. So too is this true for every single one of us. If you think about it, it's when we realize that we're living a lie that we've broken God's law, that we've sinned against God, that we're led by our tutor to the truth, the Savior, the Christ, Jesus Christ. This is what Paul wrote to the Galatians in chapter 3, verse 24. Therefore the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. Well, here's the bottom line. It's only when my hope in this world, this life, has been shaken, that I'll put my hope in Jesus for eternal life. Let me say the same thing in a different way. Those who have the hardest time with sound doctrine and a prophecy update like this today are the ones that are still holding out hope in this world. I, I hate to use the expression, but for lack of a better one, they need to have their world rocked by the rock, the rock of our salvation, where you are so shaken, you realize, wait a minute, I've been deceived. I believed a lie. And here's the Holy Spirit going, I can take you to the truth. Let's go. Let's go. Jesus is the truth. That's how and why knowing this and me doing this is so important. Because when you realize this is the deception, it propels you to Jesus. I know it has for me. And in the process, and I'm sorry I'm yelling, it's a custom in my country, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. 
in so doing it has had the much needed effect. I'm speaking for myself personally of just like, man, you can have this world. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. That's why we do these updates. That's the whole point, really, is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. It's the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. It's a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. Kindly allow me to weave into the fabric of the ABCs the good news, which is what the word gospel means. Good news, your debt has been paid, you're free to go. That's what the word gospel means. Well, how does that work? Well, it works like this. We've all broken God's law. We've all sinned. And unless and until we come to that place where we realize that we've sinned, that we're a sinner, why would we have any interest in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And by the way, the aforementioned statistic, heartbreaking statistic concerning pastors, senior pastors, uh, 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 how do I say this? Well, I'll just say it. There's going to be a lot of very good people in hell. There's going to be a lot of very, very bad people in heaven, and I'll be at the front of that line. You won't be too far behind, so don't look at me all spiritual either. Yeah. Let's talk about the good news. Well, I think the bad news needs to be first. You know how when someone comes to you and says, hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news, which one do you want first? I usually tell them, I just want the good news, tell the bad news to somebody else. No, you need to know the bad news first, because the bad or the bad news is, the good or the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. Please don't email me. I've got enough emails, okay? What's the bad news? Well, uh, there's a penalty for your sin. The wages of sin is death, and it's the death penalty. That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Jesus came and died when He was crucified, and He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, and as he just got done telling us, is coming back again one day to take us to that place that he prepared for us. Boy, that is good news. Where do I sign? No need. He already did. Well, how do I? No, he, he already paid the price in full. We are not our own. We've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed in our stead for the remission of our sin. Good news. And it's a gift. He paid for any 
gives us this gift. What gift? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, from where I come from, that's a really good deal. I'll take it. You mean, I either am sentenced to death for all eternity in hell, or I can receive this gift of God, of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. Uh, how do I receive the gift? Belief. That's the B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13. I love Romans 10.13. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will, will, be saved. I implore you today, if you've never called upon Him, believing in your heart, today is the day of salvation. I want to, again, I appreciate your patience. I'm going to do something a little bit different today for the But God testimony and share with you an email that we received that speaks to today's prophecy update. Maybe I would be again grossly remiss were I not to preface it by saying that it, this is, you know, maybe we should all bow our heads and close our eyes, you can slip out, but this is only for those with ears to hear, okay? All right, you want to hear it? Okay. Comes from Shimon, who writes, Stay strong, Brother J.D. Your prophecy update message, which included comments and links regarding 9-11, have apparently struck a sensitive nerve amongst the body of Christ and of those who are more well known as prophecy teachers. You know how I feel about that. Like rats on a sinking ship, they are coming out of the woodwork. To coin a phrase you often use, is that a bit much? Are we okay? <laughs> I love this guy. Far be it from me to ask you to do or not to do something, but I will say this, please do not retract what you preached. Please don't capitulate. The 9-11 tragedy has become for the body of Christ most akin to some type of holy grail. We worship at its memory. We elevate the dead to a near iconic status. The narrative is sacrosanct. 
so much so that if one like yourself dares to question what teachers, preachers, and leaders have previously said, a rush to condemn the alternate voice like yours is squashed immediately. Your current study through Jeremiah is making one of many things abundantly clear. As in the prophet's day, people don't want truth, especially truth that goes against an established dogma. We have our truths, they say. We have made holy the event by clothing it in American patriotism, they chortle. We have the right view, and let all who question our narrative be anathema, they pontificate. No. Over the years of watching and being blessed by your prophecy updates, you have shared inconvenient truths which were cutting edge. Many were rejected by the popular prophecy experts. Again, you know how I feel about them. Only to find them coming to pass as the Lord directed you to preach it. Lastly, I am not sure how many believers have written you expressing what I am about to write. I voted for President Trump, but as I love to hear you say. I also watched him make decisions that caused me to both question and to sense alarm. Then, during one of your prophecy updates, you made this comment, which solidified the whole thing. By the way, like your 9-11 comments, it didn't go over well at all. I wish I could remember which prophecy update it was. Anyway, you said, Do we really want four more years? Wow! It was there with that simple truth that I realized, no! (laughs) Let's get this show on the road. This guy's been listening to me way too long. (laughs) Come quickly, Lord Jesus. I don't want four more years of this. I want to go home. My goodness, how things are changing so fast. I love when you say, this is the end. This is how it ends. So where am I going with this? I'm telling you, you listen to me way too long. (laughs) So many believers are being duped with the second coming of Trump. He is a trap. I loved when you preached in another update that he could not be trusted. I admire you, brother, that you stand up for righteousness and truth. I love that you are not afraid to preach the truth. 9-11 was an inside job. 3,000 engineers with no horse in the race, so to speak, cannot be wrong. CGI technology can make anything appear real, etc. I love you, brother. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. 
Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.